reached the chicane of thwarted hope neck and neck and sped towards the finishing post. They came skidding to a halt just past the post and climbed off their hobby horses. A dead eat, said Arthur Halford, the hobby horse groom, who was leaning on the railings at the end of the racecourse. Once we put the hobby horses back in their stables, Ruby saved us all some of Mrs. Beatum's ice-cold rhubarb cordial with custard froth. She set everything out in the outer pantry where it is lovely and cool. Kingsley says he'll meet us there once he's finished dusting the chimneys. Kingsley, the chimney caretaker, Ruby, the outer pantry maid, and Arthur Halford, together with William, Emily and Ada, were all members of the Attic Club. They met once a week in the attic of Ghastly Gorm Hall to report on any interesting or unusual things they'd come across. And in a house as big and old as Ada's, there was always something worth reporting. The members met in other places too, but that was because they were all friends. You go, I'll meet you there, said Ada, pushing little Pegasus over to Arthur. I need to change into something a little cooler. These woollen calottes were a mistake in this weather. Still no new ladies made? asked Emily. Ada shook her head. Her last ladies maid, Fancy Day Ambridge, had left to pursue a career on the London stage with her singing sisters. In truth, Fancy Day hadn't been a very good maid and had left Ada's wardrobe in a complete muddle. Ada had hoped her father would sort things out while she was away at school, but he'd had other things on his mind. Lord Goth was working on a new epic poem called Don Jumpy about a giant jumping mouse from the distant colony of Australia who keeps falling in love. Ada didn't like to bother him when he was working, so was trying to manage without a lady's maid. At Windymore School, it had been fine, with only three outfits to choose from, including a warm shawl, large sonnet bonnet, and sensible walking shoes. But back home at the hall, Ada had hundreds of outfits that Fancy Day had left scattered all over the place, and getting dressed was now something of a puzzle. As the others headed off to the kitchens in the east wing, Ada walked to the west wing, entering the hall through the Byzantine windows of the Venetian terrace. As she stepped inside, she heard the sound of a blunderbuss going off. Ada glanced back with a sigh. Her father was in the middle of the west lawn, sitting on his hobby horse, Pegasus. He had a sheaf of paper in one hand, a smoking gun in the other, and a quill between his teeth. In the distance, one of the garden gnomes on the rockery had had its head blown off. As Ada watched, Lord Goth took the quill from between his teeth and dipped it in the inkwell attached to the handlebars of his hobby horse, before scribbling furiously on the paper. Ada turned away and walked briskly through the hall towards the staircase. She understood that taking pot shots at his garden ornaments helped her father to think, but she was glad nobody else was around. Her father had a reputation for being mad, bad and dangerous to gnomes, and this sort of behaviour would only make that reputation worse. Chapter 2 Ada climbed the grand staircase that led up to the first floor. The walls were lined with family portraits in ornate gold frames. There were the six Lord Goths, including her father, looking very handsome in Albanian national dress. There were also portraits of the Lady Goths. Ada liked to stop and look at them, taking in the detail of the magnificent clothes they wore. 
she had given them nicknames. The first Lady Goth, Dizzy Lizzie, wore a pearl-studded skirt that stuck out at the sides and an enormous lace collar. The second Lady Goth, Dotty Diana, had magnificently plumped-up sleeves of satin and a spaniel under each arm. The third Lady Goth, dressing room Celia, wore a lacy Spanish cap on her head and was admiring her reflection in a mirror on a dressing table laden with makeup. The fourth Lady Goth, frolicking Francis, was dressed as a shepherdess with a beautiful wide-brimmed bonnet fastened with a blue silk bow. In the background, several oblong-shaped sheep munched grass thoughtfully. Ada paused on the staircase and gazed up at the fifth Lady Goth, sparkling Lady Carol. She loved this portrait of her grandmother. She was wearing an extremely tall powdered wig with floral garlands strung from it and a beautiful flowing...